0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to The Money Yard, 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, December 22nd. It is our holiday show. Ho, 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 ho. This is <laughs> Tina Mitchell, your host.
2: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We're your
1: local mortgage experts, bringing in extra advice and insight knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hurting our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Just call the show at one 411 Again, that's 1-855-411-50 and online at themoneyhour.com. I'm so excited. We have Victoria here. She is our go-to, make everything happen in our mortgage space and definitely here for the Money Hour. And we're going to start in 2019, right? By doing a little behind the scenes and what's happening here when we're uh, doing the show. So, hey, Victoria, thanks.
3: Yeah, yeah, finally.
1: She's, she's back <laughs> there. And most important is our lineup for the show today. Our guests, we have Mike... Patterson of Master Builders Association, The Housing Crisis. Also in studio, Kyle Williams of IPX 1031, utilizing 1031 exchanges on investment properties. And our last guest in studio, Kirsten O'Shields, create impact and gain more sales without saying a word. Great information and great guests in studio as each week. And again, if you want to connect with our guests, call the show at one eight five five. 855 41150 again that's 185541150 or you can go online at com. and as we do each week we'll start out with a little bit of money chat
0: money
4: money
1: an opportunity for uh, your host and Keelan uh, co-host to talk a little bit about what's happening maybe in our lives or what's happening in our business or some tips that we might have and you know in spirit of the holiday first of all I want to offer a complimentary copy of my book it's journey with me uh, to personal and professional success it's based on my personal and professional core practices uh, as well as my story of tragedy to triumph which is a message I'm really passionate about in uh, sharing with the homeless community and starting up with a uh, Um, teenagers that are underprivileged, but excelling at a high level in school, all of 2019. I'll be doing complimentary courses of bringing them together. And so really, really excited about that. And as your host, I just wanted to, you know, share something in 2018, as we're wrapping things up, and we're getting into the holidays, and there's going to be some extra time. You're spending time with family, really appreciating all of the successes that you had for the year and getting really excited about things that are coming up for the new year. And it's a time to really reflect. And so, I just wanted to give you some questions maybe to uh, reflect on and really to help you uh, moving forward in the new year. Uh, How did you deal with challenges that came up in your life and your business this year? I think that's a really good question um, to ask yourself and to reflect on because how you dealt with those life challenges and business challenges, they really all were opportunities, opportunities to find solutions, the solutions that you need for whatever those challenges and problems that were going on. So think about this this year or this year as you're reflecting and think for next year really as a positive because all challenges, problems, um, anything that's not Going perfectly really are all opportunities to adjust, shift, to take away the lessons that you're supposed to take away from those opportunities. Um, also, think about uh, what wakes you up in the morning. What are you excited about? That's a really good thing to reflect on. What are you grateful for and excited about? What happened last year, as well as as you look into the future for the new year in 2019. What really wakes you up in the morning, and that's going to help really build that why for you and why you're leaving the things that you enjoy uh, with. In your family life to get out into the business world. Um, how do you bring in what's important to your life into what you do in business? And I have to say, I say that this has been really a journey for myself and being able to share this with others that I coach through my One Time year Business um eight week burn, as how can you bring your unique self, what you're passionate about in your life and the life lessons that you've learned into your business so that you can excel at a higher level for business, it, it connects you with people, um, we all learn from each other and uh, things that we've gone through. So think about that this year as well. Uh, what moment can you think back to change your perspective? So I really like to look at perspective because we are our perspective and it comes from someone else. So think about that perspective and things that um, you took away that maybe didn't serve you at the highest level and how that perspective could be different as you're going into the new year. And last, how do you start your day and how do you end your day? I call it my kind of my bookmarks, my bookmark to my day, which ultimately is my bookmark to my life. And I think more important than anything that you do throughout the mid of the day is how you start and end your day. And here's my only advice as your host of The Money Hours. When you start your day think about motivation. How are you going to motivate yourself? Because all of the challenges and struggles, which we all have, they're going to come up in the day. So getting motivated is going to give you that power and that strength to conquer through any of those that come up. And uh, wrap up, I believe your wrap up in the end of the day is all about inspiration. It's time to go to sleep, have nice, warm, fuzzy dreams, and, and really just <laughs> close yourself down for the day. And that's all around inspiration. I'll tell you, I do not want to get motivated at night. But I definitely also don't want to get inspired in the morning because it doesn't build that power. So think about that. That's my um, my advice and some share for you today. So, you know, Keelan, what's going on with you uh, and to share with our listeners?
2: Well, first of all, I appreciate Tina. Really, you practice what you preach and I love that about you. So that's really awesome. Great tidbits. Um, as much as I'd love to talk about London uh, we had a pretty big event yesterday. The Fed raised yeah, rates uh, by 25 bits or 0.25 mm-hmm. percent for mm-hmm. those of you uh, who don't know what that means. Uh, so that's the fourth time this year um, and the ninth time since de- December 2015. Crazy, yeah. So uh, and then you, you, I was reading a a bunch of news about it and kind of the both sides and you know and how you know some people believe it wasn't appropriate due to like Europe and China and the downturn and. And stock prices and the GDP and low inflation, to me, it just seemed like a bunch of noise, to be honest, and mm. with a little political twist on it. Um, but the Fed did say that as opposed to the three years they were expected to project in 2019, they're going to pump it down to two. Uh, so mm. um, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, uh, said he's happy with the performance of the economy, and this uh, he made a slight adjustment in projection. Uh, but they're really going to focus and that's interesting. They always say that, right? It's always the Fed or the government. We're going to focus on data in 2019 uh-huh. as like a scapegoat type thing, <laughs> you know, just, fa- just face the data. But... Um, as Tina, as we know, that really doesn't mean anything to us mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, what does that mean for people? It's the same thing we've been talking about. You yeah. know, we knew interest rates were going to go up. They're still historically low. And the housing market in Seattle has slowed down. Uh, prices are down. inventories up. Less competition with purchasing. Mm-hmm. So it's still a great time to buy a home. It doesn't yes. matter. Rates go up. Rates go down. Mm. Don't get emotional about it. Uh, so for our listeners... I would say a call of action is if you're uh, if you're a buyer who's been sitting on the fence in kind of this crazy market the last mm-hmm. couple of years, it's, a, it's still a great time to get out there and go purchase a home or at least talk to Tina or myself and get yourself pre-approved. Figure out where you sit in the market yes. and what you can actually, you know, what you can actually do in your family, you know can go make a move possibly that mm-hmm. you maybe never expected you could make in this uh, new year. So it's yeah. a great time.
1: Great, great advice. And just remember, again, any challenge is an opportunity. And so love that, Keelan. Thank you so much. And coming up next on the Money Hour, the housing crisis, Mike Patterson of Master Builder Association, right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
4: Do you have the power to accomplish your goals? Are you connecting with others? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you learning and growing? Do you feel successful? Maybe you feel as though just getting through the day is the most you can do. Imagine what a difference it would make in your life when you activate your soul power. Your soul is indestructible. Your soul is the source to all you need. Your soul connects you to universal divine light, love, power, and wisdom. Danelle Green is a healer and guide who will help you activate your soul power, live your infinite greatness, and be your own hero. Step into your higher path, you are so possible.
5: Hello, I'm Danelle Green. I can guide you to activate your soul power. Find free resources at danellegreen.com. That's D-A-N-E-L-L-E, green.com. Click on book a call for a free 30 minute soul power breakthrough session. I will listen deeply, and together we will discover the wisdom and power of your soul. The divine in me celebrates the divine in you. Namaste.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
0: And your co-host,
2: Keelan Harvey.
1: You're a local mortgage hey, expert. right here at 1150 50 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, December 22nd show. Obviously, it's our holiday show. It's a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show's all, all about, how to make money, save money, have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to ask any questions to our guests. You can feel free to call the show at one 855 Four hundred eleven fifty, or online at themoneyhour.com and in studio back again we have mike Patterson of master builder associations the housing crisis mike thank you so much for coming back in thanks for having me it's
3: real good to be here
1: yeah and a little bit about mike Uh, Mike is the Government Affairs Manager with Master Builder Association of King and Snohomish Counties. He previously has served as a lobbyist for the Roll Tours Association and worked at the State House Representatives. Mike is a Seattle native and graduate from Seattle University. Go (laughs) Redhawks!
2: So, Mike, I was talking a little bit about the uh, the housing market, and um, so I was curious to get your opinion. What's the state of the current local housing market? I, I think you you were hitting the nail on the head when you talked about the economy and everybody
3: relax a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's important to sift through some of the headlines that might get you emotional interest rates and and uh, uncertainty in government really we are heading towards a stabilized balanced housing market and that's good news mm-hmm. we're segueing away from the crazy all leaning towards the seller market, which was, mm-hmm. frankly, frankly, unhealthy. We, yeah. we are, we are, we're coming into a healthy housing market, and that's a good thing. Uh, but it's important to stay focused on the facts. Uh, the prices and inventory are getting to where they
2: should be. They, yeah. w- they were not where they should have been. Yeah, when I was a uh, doing retirement planning, I always used to say we were more or less managing emotions, right? Because history tells the tale. And so really, you just got to manage your emotions and make the best decisions that you can.
1: Yeah, and it is good, great news, just like you said, Mike, that we're coming back to a balanced market, which is a great thing for everybody uh, involved in the process. So, Mike, what can we expect from the state legislature this year regarding housing? In Olympia,
3: I am expecting maybe the biggest year in decades regarding housing. There is a lot of momentum to cure our housing crisis. Uh, you know, we, we all Thank see goodness. You know, yeah, right. We all see the, the problems out there. You know, sometimes tragically, we have a terrible homeless problem. We have people mm-hmm. that can't get into houses, uh, people living two hours away from work, and these are very real problems. And more than ever, I'm hearing directly from legislature legislators, that they want to do something about it. So at MBA, we have seven bills we're ready to introduce, and, and there are others to address these problems where the legislature has been shy about it in the past.
1: And so you said seven, what's in compa- What's that in comparison to what you typically would come in with for a year? Yeah,
3: usually I come in with two or three bills, okay, wow. and, and I hope to get one passed, yeah. and, uh, and that's doing well. But, but you uh, think
1: with these seven bills, what's your your realistic goal that might get passed?
3: Four or five. I'm, yeah, very, I'm very optimistic.
1: That's very that's awesome. Yeah, uh,
3: at the Master Builders, we spend our summer speaking with legislators yeah. about solutions to the crisis. And never before has there been so much agreement that one, there is a problem. That's the first step. Uh-huh. Like so many in th- things in life, let's let's agree that there's a problem. Yes. And, and there there's unanimity in the fact that there's a problem.
1: Well, and also, I, you know, everything that happens behind the scenes with that, I had an opportunity to go to Hill Day in Olympia, and wow, what an experience. And I was just there an observer, and even as an observer, you know, really being instructed in how, they, how things were going go to go down, you know, what was going to happen, and uh, watching what you guys do. And I mean, it was pretty, pretty impressive and pretty amazing to see um, all of the fight for what we're wanting to do for our, our area here yeah I'm yeah. glad
3: you had that opportunity, and anybody can go do that and yes. I would encourage everybody to do that uh, you, you can, you'll quickly understand how difficult it is to get yeah. even a
2: simple common sense idea through the process think yeah. that's a lot of work yeah. so I'm curious, Mike, what exactly is in your opinion hurting the housing market here locally
3: uh, yeah what's hurting the housing market is there's a missing middle uh there are plenty of high end homes and there are and there are affordable homes, but they're far away we uh our communities have missed out on supplying housing to the middle. Uh, median income families that that want a home very badly, but they don't want the, the social impact to their families of having to drive two hours to work mm. or even further in some cases. And and that's both ways, that's not just uh, one way. Yeah. Uh, so the missing middle is the biggest thing hurting us. And, and by missing middle, I mean housing, price at that median uh, range it's so hard to find and
2: and there are a variety of factors that that lead to that yeah that's so true i mean i've done a you know fortunately i love first-time homebuyers we uh i've been fortunate enough to help some families get some homes and you you are a
1: young guy so you kind of track those uh young families it just
2: happens Mm -hmm. you know and, um, but, am um, you know, a lot of these people are making real life tough decisions on where they're going to commute, uh, from their jobs to where they're going to live. We're looking at Everett out in the outskirts. I mean, some heavy traffic and, you know, they're just swallowing it. They're like, it is what it is. Cause at home ownership's a wonderful thing at the end of the day. And it's going to improve you economically significantly. But, mm-hmm. um, that's a tough pill to swallow, you
3: know. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Mike, what about the positive side? What are you seeing is helping our housing market? Uh, the,
3: the good news is that there is uh, steady growth. Okay. Uh, there, there is. You know, there's two sides to that. Uh, growth, growth is sometimes difficult to accommodate, mm-hmm. but with regards to housing we know it's coming we uh, the state and our local governments have a very good track record of predicting what the growth is going to be so that is helping stabilize our ability to bring product to the market and mm. and know how much we need and and that's a little bit esoteric and, and down in the uh, down in the weeds but it's it's very helpful to have that steady uh demand that we know is coming yeah. uh, you know we can plan accordingly and i th- I think that that's the most helpful aspect of all this. We have a a predictable,
2: steady growth pattern. It's up to us to address it. Yeah. So tell us about uh, tariffs, Mike. Uh, What kind of impact are tariffs having on uh, our housing market? Yeah, This
3: is something I've had the the pleasure of of talking about uh, several times. It's a real impact. It, it sounds like, oh, you know, we're putting a tariff on lumber and steel, and that doesn't, you know, maybe that's bad. It doesn't affect me. It does affect you. Yeah. I, I'm calculating for each home that we're building, it's between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars added cost per home. Wow. And, oh. and, and that's real money. That's and, crazy. and And especially mortgage experts, you know what that turns into over yeah. the life of a mortgage. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's real money, and it's will price people out of yes. homes. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, any increment. Incremental increase prices of people out of homes and, and this is more than incremental. So and, and the, the other downside is there's no benefit to this added cost. Sometimes it's if there's mm. an added cost to housing. Well, there's some tangible benefit you got from that added cost. You know, maybe there was a new requirement, but it, it meant better insulation or something yeah. like that. Tariffs is, is money down the drain.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, off off a little bit uh, topic here, but in I was just just thinking about it. Do you, or going back to um, bills and how to strengthen the uh, the ability and making uh, home ownership more possible? Do you think there's a possibility that a tax credit would ever come back in, like we had after the uh, financial meltdown?
3: Possible. Yeah. Any very,
1: conversations happening behind the scenes with that? There,
3: there absolutely are. And yeah. And, and, and uh, there, there's some other very creative things regarding taxes coming up in the legislature this year. If, if you don't mind me jumping into it just yeah, a little go bit. Yeah, right Please. ahead. Well, well, I think condominium production is a crucial missing element in it our is. housing supply. Mm-hmm. And we could talk for a very long time yeah. about that. And we are currently overproducing apartments. There's really a, a glut of apartments out there right now. So there, there is an effort to create equity out of your rent when apartments turn into condominiums. Yes. So as you're renting, you're actually building equity. For when that building converts into condominium, wow. which will lead to home ownership, so there are some creative that financing ideas creative. out there. That is very creative.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: So we'll be huh. spending a lot of lot of energy on that in Olympia this year. Love, it, it's you're a the new first idea. one that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I bring that up. I've you know that's really great. news. Well, it is actually
3: hot off the press. We yeah. we've just oh, started. Love the hot off the press. We, it, that's, that's right. What happens when you do
1: a radio show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we just started
3: putting
2: the pencil to paper on this, and yeah. hopefully that we'll have a bill in
3: wow, uh, early that's January.
1: Love it.
0: Uh,
2: yeah, that's really neat—a solution to the uh-huh. condo conversion. I uh-huh.
1: like that
0: a lot.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, actually, condo legislation will be our number one priority this year. Uh, condo construction is a third to a quarter what it has been traditionally, and there are gonna, there's going to be one very. Uh, important well-backed bill to fix a lot of the construction Mm. liability issues that have frankly scared builders off from building and that's why you don't see condos because that's too risky to build them. So after several years of trying more than ever this year we have momentum for that and I'm actually very excited about getting something done. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. So where do you see the future demand trending Mike? Well uh, there's two ways to to look at that and, and the first is housing type uh we are going to get denser, you're going to see more townhomes uh, and, and what you're really going to start seeing and very soon is more transit oriented development with all the trains coming in mm-hmm. around the region. The cities with with those hubs and those stations are planning as we speak to build very dense uh, multi-use, housing at those as much as 150 units per acre. So very dense housing, Uh transit-oriented,
2: pedestrian-oriented,
3: very livable, walkable communities. And for those that that appeals to, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to help. Our transportation problems, uh, you know, our housing crisis because we're going to. While the, they are, they will be smaller units. It's it's increasing supply and that's a good thing. So yeah. uh, expect in the next few years to see some pretty exciting projects coming online where you might not have expected them to come. Yeah, exciting. exciting.
1: What about uh, other trends that uh, you're seeing for housing?
3: Yeah, well, like I said, the density is the big one. Okay. Uh, and we are still pushing out further uh, places like marysville and lake stevens and then areas south to to puyallup are going to continue to grow and even more uh-huh. uh, because we are expecting a million two hundred thousand people here over the next twenty years. Additional people. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. uh,
1: I mean, that's crazy. I can't even yeah. comprehend how we would handle that.
3: Yeah, I. I often say it's. We got to
1: like, figure this out quick.
3: I know. It, <laughs> I, I always say it's like adding another Kirkland to the Puget Sound region. Every uh-huh. year, that's that's how many people are ah, oh, that's there. a lot. Yeah, so the trend has to be bigger yeah. because they're not making more land. So we yeah. have to make better use of the land we have.
2: <laughs> Definitely. So, Mike, we're not going to take you off the hook. Tell us about the Gingerbread Village. So want to hear about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It right. is the season. And we're going to put a link on this. Uh, Victoria will put a link on the Facebook Um uh, to check it out. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah,
3: uh, at the Master Builders, we're very privileged to work with the Sheraton Hotel in Seattle and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, awesome. JDRF,
2: mm-hmm. in
3: presenting this year the 28th Annual Gingerbread Village. Gingerbread and if, Village. if you have never seen it, you have to go. Talk about
1: the size. It,
3: it's about eight feet long, six feet wide, about eight feet tall. Uh, huge. And, and, yeah, yeah, and there's five of them. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not, wow. Ju- it's not just ours. And, and they're amazingly creative and artistic people that, that take part.
1: And, and it's just wonderful. So that, what is it? How long does it take them to build those? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have my daughter and, you know, we've, we're we just getting, we're trying to find a bigger version of. But we spend like a long, long time because it's just not coming out. And then sometimes we're just like, oh, yes, we're not going to finish it. It looks so bad now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we start in
3: July. uh designing it and and start the the sheraton is very generous they give us our own kitchen to work in Uh uh, which helps so we actually start building it in september for unveiling the Monday before Thanksgiving and it runs through New Year's so uh, someone can go down all the way through New Year's Day to check it out Uh, you will be wowed it has wow factor I'm I'm not shy about saying there's wow factor no doubt a lot lot of love goes into it and and it's just amazing so we'll
1: we'll stop by and check it out some of our listeners will as well so Mike thank you so much for coming back in studio it's always a pleasure
3: it was very good to be here thank you
1: Coming up next on The Money Hour, Utilizing 1031 Exchange on Investment Properties, we have Kyle Williams of IPX 1031 right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. With over 30 years of real estate success in three major markets, the Thiel Team knows what it takes to help their buyers, sellers, and developer clients achieve their real estate goals. Use an expert. Contact the Thiel Team today for a free consultation. The combined skills, experience, and tools of the number one office in the state, the Thiel Team at Windermere Yarrow Bay will get you across the finish line. Call today at 425-941-8457 or email Troy Thiel at windermere.com to connect.
4: Hi, I'm Troy Thiel and my wife Karen and I are the Thiel team with the Windermere Yarrow Bay office in Kirkland.
3: We work throughout the Seattle market and we love helping people achieve their real estate goals. If you'd like to talk to us about what your goals are and how we can help you, give us a call at
0: 425-941-8457. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150, now. Back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
3: You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer. And Welcome back to
0: the Money Hour
1: with your host Tina Mitchell. And, and your co host Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right but here at 1150 KKW this Saturday, December 22nd, our holiday show. I love holiday music. It just makes me happy.
2: Yeah. How do you get bummed when you hear holiday music? music? I know.
1: Brandy. Yeah. Great time and to be here at the Money Hour. We're here to help you build a strong financial Blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you're listening to our show at a different time, you're most likely listening to a broadcast, rebroadcast. But We're here to answer any questions that you have, connect with the amazing guests that we have here on the show today. You can call the show at one 855 or you can go online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, first time as a guest here on The Money Hour, Kyle Williams of IPX, Ten thirty one, utilizing ten thirty one exchanges on investment properties. Kyle, welcome to our show.
6: Thank you, thank you for having <laughs> me. This is uh, this is quite the experience. I'm liking it. Awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah. And hey, you said awesome the same time that I did, Keelan. Jinx. Jinx. One,
6: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna even count it
1: off. Buy um. her
6: coke.
2: Yeah. yeah. Fire coke. There, <laughs> there you go. go. The yeah.
1: <laughs> and a little bit about Kyle. He is a vice president and account executive with Investment Property Exchange Services, Inc., resides in Seattle. He is responsible for sales in Washington State with over a decade of financial brokerage and real estate experience, including REITs and DTS. DSTs, DSTs. yep. Okay, DSTs and other real estate investments. He enjoys speaking with brokers, CPAs, attorneys, and real estate professionals. Kyle received a BA from Central Washington University. Go Wildcats. Go Cats. Yeah, Yeah. thank goodness. All (laughs) righty. Nailed that. Nailed that one. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out, too, uh, for Kyle. We do our monthly power hour lunch and learns, which is a space that we've created for our real estate um, experts to really thank them for all of the business that they uh, send our way in supporting our mortgage practice. And we only bring in the best of the best speakers that our agents really want to uh, hear what they have to say. And, you know, Kyle just uh, uh, presented our last one and it was definitely a big hit. So, Kyle, thank you so much for that as well.
6: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's it's really cool to find other professionals that focus on education and yeah. not the sales side of things. And you guys always have awesome turnouts and people are excited <laughs> and cool thing to be a part of.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Kyle.
2: Yeah. Kind of that service mindset, right? Education yeah. and uh, people mm-hmm. builds confidence for yeah, people exactly. to do things. So. Yeah. You know, Kyle, 1031 Exchange, what an awesome tool. Uh, I'd love to get your perspective on what is a 1031 exchange. Tell us about it.
6: Yeah, so if we're looking at the uh, nitty-gritty of 1031 exchanges, it's really just a way to defer all your federal taxes on the sale of an investment property and the purchase of another investment property. So a lot of people think, uh, you know, with a 1031 exchange, oh, I'm going to defer capital gains. Yeah, that's a big chunk of it. Mm -hmm. But there's also depreciation recapture. Now there's a net investment income tax too. So you're deferring all those federal taxes with the sale of an investment property and the purchase of another one.
1: Can be a huge benefit. So uh, Kyle, let's talk about what does the term like kind mean in a 1031 exchange? Because it could get a little bit um, confusing. Yeah, absolutely. Or misunderstood what it means.
6: Absolutely. It's definitely one of the most misunderstood terms in the 1031 world. Uh, Simply put, like kind means any property that you can sell and any property you can purchase within a 1031 exchange. So a lot of people think like kind. So I've got a rental uh, in Ballard, for example, and I'm going to need to find another rental. Not the case. So Mm -hmm. any property held for business or investment purposes is like kind with that other property. So I could actually sell... Uh, Raw land in eastern Washington and buy a commercial building in downtown Seattle or a motel or a gas station or a single family rental. Mm -hmm. So any property held for business or investment purposes is like kind with all those other properties. So you can sell one and go into the other one and defer all your federal taxes. Yeah. And then, I,
2: you know, I get a lot of confusion on the eligibility, so Kyle, tell us about who's eligible and who's not eligible as far as 1031 exchange is concerned.
6: Yeah, another common question. So a lot of people think, oh, it might just be two spouses who own a, who own a rental or, uh, you know, commer- people who own commercial buildings, mm-hmm. but anyone can do a 1031 exchange. So it might be two spouses, it might be an individual, could be an LLC, uh, an S Corp, uh, could even be foreign citizens. So right now we've seen a huge influx of foreign citizens that buy real estate mm-hmm. in the Puget Sound area. They can do 1031 exchanges all day long because just because they're foreign citizens, they still have to pay U.S. taxes uh, on the sale of that investment property. So a lot of them take advantage of the, uh, of the 1031 exchange and purchase something else, something bigger and better in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're coming out of a market where there was, you know, the lack of inventory is not really even a way to explain it. It's more of practically no inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're getting more inventory and things are moving more like a balanced market as Mike had talked about. But so a big question, you know, would be is your timing because you really have to time this correctly. So how long do you have to find that new property, Kyle?
6: Yeah, so as soon as the client closes on their sale, they have 45 days to identify what they're going to purchase. They don't have to be under contract, although that's smart to do. They just have Mm -hmm. to let us know by day 45 what they're going to purchase. And most clients, there's different rules you can use to identify, but a lot of clients will use the three property rule, for example, meaning uh, they can identify up to three properties to purchase after their sale. So they may get on un, get under contract on one and have one or two as a backup, if uh, you know if it that works work for out. them. Yep.
1: So if they identify a property and that actually doesn't go through, their offer isn't accepted or it's backed out because of a like people now are actually getting home inspections instead of pre-inspection. So, mm-hmm. um, what happens if it falls apart?
6: So within day forty-five, they can switch their identifications as much as they want. But on day forty-six, everything is set in stone. So the clients okay. definitely want to try to get into contract by day 45 uh, if they can at least feel good about what they're gonna what they've identified because day, yeah day 46 they cannot go back and re-identify so they have 45 days to identify and 180 days to actually close on it got it those two run concurrently with each other so from close of sale, Forty-five days to identify, one hundred and eighty days to purchase. Yeah,
1: so coming out of the market that we are no longer in, that had to cause some challenges in the ten thirty-one exchange world because you know who knows how long it was going to take for you to get your offer accepted when there's twenty other competing offers.
6: A- absolutely. So yeah. you know we we would always tell clients and their tax advisors will tell them too. As soon as you list your pro- your investment property for sale, start looking for new ones. Try yes. to get under contract as soon as you can you know, don't go to Europe for a month and wait until day 38 <laughs> to start looking. That That's a recipe for disaster. So yeah, a lot of people, they're proactive. They don't drag their feet if they're investors mm-hmm. and they want to yeah. find something as soon as they can.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think we just sold the house. We got a bunch of cash. We're going on a world tour now.
1: That's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds fun.
2: <laughs> so, uh, what about primary residence?
6: Is there a tax benefit to 1031 exchange in your primary residence? So, you can't 1031 a primary residence or a personal use property, like a vacation home or a second home. But for primary residences, they actually have something um, very, very awesome. And uh, it's the 121 primary residence exclusion. Simply put, the clients, as long as they've lived in their primary residence for two of the last five years, any two of the last five mm-hmm. years, when they sell their property, they would get $250,000 tax free if they're single, 500000 if they're married. It's, I mean, really, that's even better than a 1031 exchange because they're getting all that tax-free money as long as they've lived there for two of the last five years. And, and ultimately, I probably should have put this disclosure in the beginning. Clients always want to talk to their CPA and tax advisor of course. Um, before any of these to make sure that they're eligible. But yeah. That primary residence exclusion, awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, that's what I always say. R- real estate is like no other investment.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only does it put a roof over your head that you can enjoy, but you get the tax benefit from the government. Government, You're not having to pay taxes and just what in certain situations, um, just as Kyle was bringing in. So, yeah, it's like no other investment. Uh, Kyle, how long do you have to hold the investment property before you can do uh, an exchange?
6: Awesome question. So- a lot of people ask this, what about my flips? Uh, you know, is that a business or investment property? The IRS does not see flips as qualifying for 1031 treatment. So then the question comes up, yeah, how long do I have to hold for my business or investment property? The IRS has not detailed this. So it's ultimately up to the client's CPA or tax advisor to determine how long is suitable for them to hold. Uh, you know, we've seen court cases where clients have all as long as five years left a place completely vacant Tried to do a ten thirty one exchange, and that was thrown out in federal tax court because they essentially relisted the property the day after they purchased it. Mm. That's basically a flip. It just took five years to do it. Um, we've seen court cases where clients held the short is like three months, and got an unsolicited offer, and had a long term business plan in place, and their CPA backed them up and said, "Yeah, this is, you know, this was held for business or investment purposes. There's no, we're fine doing this at three months." So. Ultimately, it comes down to the client's CPA and tax advisor. But I think most of them. That's why you got
1: you must work with the best CPA and tax advisor absolutely. because, like any other industry, you can get some really bad advice. Doesn't come out very well for you.
6: Absolutely, yeah. and so generally it is a rule of thumb. I think a lot of CPAs would tell you that you know if you've had rents on the property you've held for a year. I mean, elsewhere in the Internal Revenue Code. The, word, the phrase long-term means one year or greater. So if mm-hmm. you hold for a year, you have some rents, you're probably okay, but that being said, you wanna to talk to your CPA and tax advisor yeah. to be sure because we cannot tell you if it's okay or not. That's interesting, left to interpretation a bit. That's
2: interesting, Kyle. Scary, uh-huh. yeah, it is when kind it of comes scary. to taxes. Mm-hmm. I know, right, it's a, like just based <laughs> on the scenario and how it uh-huh. kind of plays out, that is kind of scary. So uh, Kyle, I've heard that you can exchange other things outside
6: of real estate with a 1031 exchange, is that true? So, you could until January 1st, and that was a huge market because basically anything held for business or investment purposes could have been exchanged. So, it could have been arts and collectibles, uh, muscle cars, yachts, anything wow. outside the real estate world. Um, Free we, for all. Yeah, we had seen fossils. People tried to exchange fossils. Oh, my God. Because um, they had some sort of gain issue with those. But, yeah, as of January 1st, with the new tax law, that's all gone. So, it's strictly real estate now.
1: So, Kyle, uh, what exactly is your role as a qualified QI?
6: Yeah. So as a qualified intermediary, our job is to hold funds. It's almost like escrow in a sense, but we actually enter in and take title to funds, hold those funds, and then deliver those funds when the client is ready to purchase. So ultimately... um, you know, the client wants to have the exchange shut up. They need to have the exchange shut up before they close on their sale. And at that mm-hmm. point, you know, we will take title to funds and hold those funds for the client.
2: You know, one of the things huge with you, uh, Kyle, specifically in your company is the security that you guys have. And I've heard uh, that could be a pretty big issue. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So the 1031 world, I mean, I've heard people call it the Wild West of the real estate world because there's <laughs> it's basically unregulated. I mean, you guys as lenders, heavily regulated, brokers, heavily regulated, title and escrow, heavily regulated, 1031s, not at all. Interesting. Which is crazy because we actually take title to funds. Yeah. And so that lends itself. I mean, in an industry where people have control of your money and can do whatever they want with it, essentially, you know, fraud is going to end up being rampant. And you need to know the company that you work with. That being said, uh, we're actually part of Fidelity National Financial, mm, the largest 1030, largest, yeah. largest 1031 QI in the world, highest level of protections, all voluntary. So you just want to know who you're working with, and there's a lot of great 1031 companies out there, but uh, make sure they make sure you see their insurance policies. I mean, we post all our policies online, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, we want clients to have a successful, safe exchange.
1: So, Kyle, we've got a minute left before we uh, wrap up and take it to commercial uh, here. And I just want want to ask you a quick question. If you're giving a shout out or an advice to somebody that's listening that's like, wow, this is something I want to know more about, what would be your advice to them?
6: Uh, Feel free to reach out to me. If you have questions, you can give me a call. Uh, Shoot me an email. I'm very responsive. Uh, But definitely make sure your CPA and your tax advisor is involved, because if if you own uh, business and investment properties, a good CPA is worth their weight in gold. So make sure they're involved every step of the way.
1: Great advice. And to reach Kyle, 1 855 400 right here on the show or the dot com. And coming up next on the money hour, create impact and gain more sales without saying a word. Kirsten O'Shields, right here in on 1150 AM, KKNW, after this short break.
4: With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life in a program that impacts how each of us is viewed and received with a focus on body gestures, postures, and expressions. Kirsten is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy System, a training program for learning to communicate leadership and executive presence through enhanced nonverbal communication and messaging. Kirsten speaks and trains nationally on body language strategy for business and has performed keynote speeches for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Council of Realtors, and the Miss Washington program.
5: Hello, this is Kirsten O'Shields. As the nation's leading body language strategist, I look forward to helping you learn how to create influence and gain more sales without saying a word. I invite you to visit my website to learn more about body language strategy through my personal coaching and my online training program at kirstenoshields.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to learn more about how body language strategy can help you to step into your greatness every day. I look forward to hearing from you.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
0: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, December 22nd show, our holiday show. We bring in to do each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can talk with us uh, by calling the show at 1 855 400 1150 or get connected with the guests that we have in studio. You can also go online to themoneyhour.com. And right now in studio, Kirsten O'Shield with Body Language Strategy System. Create an impact a Gain, and gain more sales without saying a word. Now, this is a radio show, so we don't have any cameras here, which is unfortunate. I should have brought cameras in for a special show here uh, with you because it's oh, all about yes. body language. Yes, but that
5: would. Thank been great. you for coming. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate being here.
1: Of course. And a little bit about Kirsten. With 25 Years in training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Uh, Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life in a program that impacts how each of us is viewed and received with focus, body gestures, postures, and expressions. Wondering what she's thinking of me over here. <laughs> Kirsten is the CEO, and founder of the Body Language Strategy System, a training program for learning and communicating leadership and extensive presence through enhanced nonverbal communication and messaging. Uh, Kirsten speaks and trains nationally on body language strategies for businesses, and her perform her keynote speeches for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's of uh, National Women's Council of Realtors, which I'm a big part of. Uh, WCR. Yes. And- And at the Miss Washington program, and also she's going to come in and spend time, uh, do her keynote with my real estate expert uh, professionals as well. So very excited to have you here. Thank you again so much. Oh,
5: my pleasure.
2: Kirsten, we're dying to know, so why is body language a big deal in business?
5: Your body language is 80% of your communication. So if you're showing up with connecting only with your audience and your target prospects, with just your information, you're missing out on 80% of the connection you can have that affects every ounce of the sales process. It affects how you attract your target audience, how you move them into becoming a client, and then it also affects your referral system. Because if you're connecting trust, you're connecting approachability, you're connecting confidence, all those things with the people that you're working with, you naturally are referred to their friends and to their family. Yes. So starting that right from the get go, from your very first impression all the way through the system is going to affect not only how easy it is for you and your clients, but how fast it goes.
1: Makes makes sense. So what you reflect on the outside or what you reflect out is what you reflect back in or to you. We've yes. heard that saying. So what does that mean and how does it work?
5: So that is the mantra of the body language strategy system. What you reflect out is what is reflected back to you. How you walk into the room is how people are going to interact with you. It's the permission you're giving them of how you're going to talk with them and how they're gonna talk back with you. Because what we do as humans, and we're talking in the primal brain, Uh we emotionally respond to what we physically see. And we make those assumptions within the first tenth of a second. That's what a first impression is about. And then every ounce of the rest of your interactions are through that lens. And the trick with that is when you make a first impression, that sticks in the brain. It takes 10 full one-on-one hours to completely erase a first impression if it's not good.
2: Wow. So, and you're half the time not even paying attention to your body if you're not careful.
5: Right. And so what I find is about 40% of people's body language is what they're aware of. That's 60% of what's happening in the interaction they really are not paying attention to. Interesting. And that's 60% that you could be adding purpose to. Of course. And being purposeful with the conversations, being purposeful with your intent, and getting more purpose in your results. So body language, I
2: mean, that's obviously useful for any profession, but I imagine sales is huge in that. How does that apply to the sales uh, process and with salespeople in general?
5: So what I do is I work with the four pillars of leadership, and that's the four pillars are confidence, competence, trust, and approachability. When you walk into the room exuding those four things, the conversation for your sales, whether it's with a brand new client or someone who is a prospect, when you have those four things shining out, again, you're reflecting those things out. Uh Those are naturally going to be reflected back to you. So what happens is the conversation you're having moves faster when you show them what you have to offer in your service or your product. They're looking at it going, you know what, this person's very confident. Obviously, they know what they're talking about. I feel like they're easy and approachable to work with. This is a person I would like to spend time with is what the primal brain is saying. That allows us to feel more comfortable working with you, which then it gives us more buy-in to what you have to offer.
1: Makes sense. So, what yeah. are those four pillars again?
5: Confidence, mm-hmm. competence, trust, and approachability. And in the body language strategy system, I have developed very specific body language that exudes those things. And I train others to show that on your body. Yes. So, when you walk in, people already, they automatically know that about you.
1: So, give us a tip on let's just start with confidence. Yes. I mean, obviously, the way you're sitting up and the way you stand would have. To do with confidence, right? Absolutely. Actually, that's the number one thing is your posture. Okay, okay. So, posture for confidence.
5: Absolutely. What about for um, the second pillar? For competence, Competence. this is the tricky one most people don't know about. That showed in your fluidity. If you think about what we spend billions and billions of dollars on every year when we watch the TV and we Uh watch people run around on a field, and that's all we're paying for. But we're paying for the fact that they do it exceptionally well yes and we then give credence and acknowledgments to the people who are absolutely consistent about and that's Mm -hmm. why they become hall of famers is because they're very consistent about how they move and they make it look easy yes so when you move with agility you're looking more competent so if you think of in the art world the prima ballerina she has the most fluid motions if you think of football the man who's in hall of fame he's the one who just soars down the field makes it looks easy he's caught the yeah, ball
1: yes okay what about i uh, trust
5: Trust is through the torso. That's opening yourself to other people.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Right. Because
5: that's where we're most vulnerable in our physicality.
1: So like you you definitely don't want to be crossing your arms. You don't want to be crossing your arms. You don't want to be putting your palms out like this, but maybe instead inviting them in with your arms coming in. I wish we had video. Yes.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then approachability, the majority of that is in your facial expressions. All right. Are you looking people in the eye? Our number one thing is just smile. A lot of people forget to smile. That's a basic one. Yes. But then how you move your facial expressions in conjunction with your message is what brings a very consistent message to that person. And they go, well, yes, of course I need your help.
1: Yeah. And also on, I want to say on smile because I I do a lot of speaking um, as well. And I'm and I know about smiling and when I'm talking, I'm always like trying to make sure that I'm smiling inside. I'm excited about what I'm saying, mm-hmm. coming from an authentic place. Yes. Uh, but then I've watched sometimes on video or I'm doing a coaching program or something. And I'm like, wow, I was so excited. And I'm really smiling inside, but it actually it didn't did not come show on yes. my face. And so I would encourage anybody listening uh, to actually you know, videotape yourself on a conversation you're having with yourself or in your office when you're talking on the phone. Just put a camera up there and just take a picture so you can really see see what people are seeing when you're having that conversation with them. So anyways. Yeah.
2: I mean, speaking about leadership and confidence, how can body language help us to level up our executive presence, like to be that leader and really have other people look up to us?
5: The leader, this is in leadership, this is huge because this is how your team is going to respond to you. And you're giving the example to your team of how you want them to work together as a team. If you're walking into the room as the leader and you have five million things on your brain that you know need to be accomplished by this team, but you walk in with the frustration and your arms are folded Mm -hmm. and you're like, look, we got to get this done. And you have that harshness in your voice. Everybody's going to recoil back and go, oh, my Lord, I don't even know what, uh, I'm afraid to (laughs) Uh say anything. So now you're creating the environment of either they're pulling back from being the person to say something or they're going to just be hiding and not say anything at all. Where if you walk in as the approachable leader, the encouraging leader saying, "Okay, here's what we have on our table. I know we can do this. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. And when you're looking at that person with your own confidence, now you're instilling in them, I believe you can do this too. So it's all about your approach. And my hashtag is how are you showing up? Yeah. And that works for everything on the individual basis, sales basis, leadership basis, always thinking about. Not just how you're getting the response, because Mm -hmm. what happens is most people wait for the response and then they actively want to do something about it. But I always tell my clients, if you're waiting for a response, you're too late. Yeah.
2: Well, on a personal level too, when you have a tough day at work and you come home and you're storming around and all that, uh-huh. that could help you there too. Uh, yes, yeah.
5: this works in every aspect of well, life. Well, all of
1: our, our key successes and and practices work in personal and you know business. So Absolutely. yes, uh, so true. So talking about confidence and how you show up in confidence, um, I I bet you actually you want to be you want to have that um, that safe space where you're confident but not too confident and you can be right. I mean you yes. you can come into a, a place. Uh, with clients or presenting or your family and come in with too confident.
5: Well, and that's where the posture becomes too tight. Yes, okay. you're standing at your full height, but you're doing it through tension. Mm-hmm. So we also, it's not just the, okay, I'm standing tall, it's how. So back to that particular yeah. word, how are you standing tall? Are you standing on your center and your balance and being in a relaxed space in your own being or? are you really tight and tall, but now it looks very aggressive. And the second everybody walks in there, they're like, oh, okay, I don't (laughs) want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, just being aware, it sounds like. So, um, Kirsten, how can people use body language strategy to create the experience with others in your business?
5: The beauty of the body language strategy system is it allows you to create the environment you want to create. Because the purpose of it is to be able to come in with purposeful presence and this kind of language, body language and actions, now you're going for a purposeful interaction, mm-hmm. which now means you're going to get a purposeful result, which means this is where you have the ability to impact your environment and mm-hmm. change the feeling of it. And again, like you said, this, is, this works in business and personal. Yes. And this is where you create the most impact with no matter whether you're a leader, whether you're doing this with sales, whether you're doing this at home, mm-hmm. allowing others the permission off of what you're exhibiting out to see what that's gonna be like and to experience it and then keep that very consistently happening and you get that consistent result.
1: Yeah, interesting. And it is, I mean, the other person and how they're reading you, a lot of that is um, through their subconscious as well. They're not, yes. it's not like they're, I mean, it's just kind of all dynamic. It's happening all its own, on its own, good or bad. Well, exactly. Right? Well,
5: and we're pack animals at the core. Yes. And so there's so much of what we're interacting with and what we're responding to that comes yeah. from the primal brain.
1: Yeah. And you know, so let's talk about first impression and I you know, I wanna talk about a handshake because I'm really um I really am trying to be intentional to shake hands like somebody shakes my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the yes. one that I have a I have a really firm handshake, but I put my other hand and I've noticed by, by you know, learning about things I never realized that I actually put my hand on top of the hand yeah, the I, I put hand. it out. I shake hard, and then my other hand comes in. You know, that's just kind of the the warm personality piece, but coming in with the strength. So when you're that first impress, impression, um, should you adjust how you're shaking someone else's hand to follow their lead, so you're kind of coming in with them, or it's something you want to be aware of?
5: Okay. Again, you want to start with creating the impression that you want in the environment that you want. Okay. So putting that hand out, over squeezing. Yes. No matter if you put the other hand over, yep. it, that's still gonna register. Okay. That's still too much. Yeah, I
1: don't know if I have the strength to over okay. <laughs> but it is but it is a hard it is a it's a firm shake. Yeah.
5: So firm and friendly is uh-huh. where you want to go. Okay. And, and if the person again, now you're watching their body language, yeah. if they're smiling with that, the handover is gonna be accepted. Okay. And if you see a little pull away in the then body don't do that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Makes so, makes sense. I have to ask. So as
2: as a man shaking a female's hand, you We always some guys lean into the dainty shake.
5: Yeah, don't do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I I, I would want a dainty shake though.
2: I've heard guys talking about the dainty shake. Like they don't want to be too firm so they go in a little soft. What's the correct way for a guy to shake Uh a female's hand?
5: The same way you would shake a man's hand without the over pumping and the Extra hard squeeze, (laughs) no posturing there. So it's just you open the hand and the palms are very interesting in body language because they show your openness. Yeah. So if you're going in with your hand, again, very tense, that's going to show, ooh, this guy's a little much. But just keeping your hand open in a nice, firm, but relaxed way, then it's nice and neutral and then you can let it move from there. I'm Makes total I, sense. Glad I'm
2: doing it the right way. Yes. but You know, I've heard I've heard this being a subject. So.
5: Yeah,
1: and uh, we've we got to wrap it up. But I just really, really quick answer. I want to hear what about using your hands? I Use mean, your hands. Yes. Use your hands. That's what I. But you yes. don't want to get too crazy. Have that. But
5: be aware of what you're doing okay. with them. Okay.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be pointing out to somebody. You know, because that is telling them. So right. I know that means something bad. Yes, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited to have you on our Power Hour, Lunch and Learn, and get oh, in front I'm of so my agents. And that. thank you for being here. We really appreciate uh, you coming into the studio. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. And this is your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Kevin Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert signing off for the day. Wishing you a very special holiday with your friends and your family. And we'll be back here after the holidays, right here at 11:50 AM KKNW to talk more money.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.